is that really in the Bible? You live in a world where everyone has an opinion about the Bible. Of what values are your beliefs if they are not clearly found in the pages of your Bible? The question we must ask is, are your opinions and beliefs really found in the Bible? Well, hello, I'm David Freeman Whip. Is that really in the Bible? I'm going to tell you today how to find a good woman. Proverbs 31 and verse 10 says this, A good woman is hard to find and worth far more than diamonds. You know, maybe that is true, that it's just that hard. I mean, what would be the chance of finding a diamond on your land that you own or whatever? You're digging around, maybe, maybe you'll find a diamond. I don't know. Chances are you won't. But okay, a good woman is hard to find. So I'm going to tell you how to find a good woman. Now let me tell you why men can't find a good woman. They've never been told the definition of what a good woman is. I mean, think about it. Did, did your father ever set you down and say, son, this what is what constitutes a good woman? You know, it depends on the family system. If your husband, if your mother and your father didn't get along with one another, they probably didn't consider each other a good man, a good woman. And so there was dysfunction in the marriage. And chances are no one set you down as a man and said, son, let me tell you what a good woman is. Now, in Proverbs 31, this is often referred to as the virtuous woman Yes, it is, but it's written for men, okay? It's, it's, it's not for, the virtuous woman is not, not for, for women. It's, it's written for men. In other words, this is what you look for in a woman. Now, again, how can you find a good woman if no one ever told you the definition of a good woman? Well, I'm about to tell you the definition of a good woman. Okay, let's go to it. All right, now how do most men find a woman? Well, they're led by their genitals. They're led, it's an emotional, it's a feeling. You know, I just feel, okay, I feel horny or whatever. Oh, man, I'm a, I think I'm in love. And I tell you, the cost of a bad relationship, you ever thought about the cost of a bad relationship? You know, child support. Let's take that now. now don't, don't get ahead of me. I think men should pay their child support. I understand that, but here, here's what, what I'm saying. I'm part owner of a business, and, and we had a guy recently working with us, and he wanted us, this first time this has happened, he wanted the company to take out his child support. And it was automatic. I mean, this had to go through all the tax issues and it had to go, it had to be documented and you had to send that in. And I could not believe, now it was one child. I could not believe what come out of his check. And, and again, I'm not saying it should not have. I'm just saying I never knew about this. And if you've got three children, that you're supporting until the age 18 or whatever. Probably, if you've got three children, child support, it's probably gonna be about 75% of your paycheck that's gonna come out for those children. If you, okay, so, you know, when I talk about this, do you want to know how to find a good woman? So that you don't just get hooked up and uh-oh, she's pregnant and I don't even like her and she's got my children, and we don't get along, and so you're, you're, you're led into financial ruin. You are ruined as a man, okay? Is that what you want, or would you like to know how to find a good woman? Okay, what to look for in a good woman. Okay, we're going to talk about this. All right, Proverbs 31 and verse 11 
I'm reading this from the God's Word translation. It says, Her husband trusts her with all his heart, and he does not lack anything good. Wow, what a verse. What a verse. Her husband, he, he, you're able to trust the woman. You can trust her for better. You can trust her for worse. You can trust her whether you're rich or whether you're poor in sickness and in health till death separates the two. You want to look for a woman that you can trust. You want her to be faithful to you. Do you not? Now, a loose woman, listen, you cannot, she cannot be trusted. All right, that goes without saying. Avoid her. You know, how to avoid the loose woman. And, you know, and, and here, here it is. Most men would say, avoid her. I, I want to find her, the loose woman, that is. Okay, that's, that's how warped we have become. Now, if you're dating a girl and, and you have sex with her the first night, why would you think you could trust her? What? Why would that enter your pea brain mind? You're, you're dating this girl, and the first night you're hooked up with genital bonding. Why do you think you can trust her? The first night, you, you're, going, you're going to trust her? You think you can trust her? Let me tell you how far you can trust her. As far as you can spit, that's how far you can trust her. All right. Now, I want to talk about a double standard, though, that, that I see in our society. My daughter was mentioning this to me, and it was very good information she gave me. There, there is a double standard, and, and, and how this double, double standard creates loose women. All right. The double standard is this. Well, men can have sex with a thousand different women. You know, I think of uh, Gene Simmons boasted about having sex with a thousand uh, different women. I think about Wilt Chamberlain boasted about having sex with 20,000 different women. And, and, and you know, if, if, and it's looked at as macho. Yeah, boy, that's a man there. <clears throat> he had sex with a thousand different women. But if a woman has sex with a thousand men, she's looked at as a whore, okay? There's a double standard, you see. And there's been this double standard for a long time. It's part of our corrupted, polluted, dirty, raunchy society that we don't hold our sons up to a higher standard. And that, no, you know, you, you going around getting everybody knocked up, that, that's not macho, that's not manly. You're a man whore, okay? So, and, and then there's a double standard in fathering. We fathers are very protective of our daughters, are we not? Yet then you have the foolhardy father that might encourage his son, well, go out and sow your wild oats and you, 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 you a man now. Now go out and get you some. There's a double standard there. There's a double standard in parenting. There's a double standard that our society has. Now, in our perverted, twisted society of equality for women, women have come to the point where they feel they can have sex with a hundred different men and not be judged. Well, men do this all the time, and they're not judged as evil or as, as, as that's wrong. Well, then why can't we do it? Why can't we do it? Now listen, look, we need to grow up in the parenting role. If, if your son is screwing everything that moves, you need to just say, look, my son is a man whore. Call it the sin that it is. Let's stop this double standard that exists. And, and, and this, this double standard has created a promiscuous society where women are trying to equal men. Okay? That's what it's created. That's the society in which we live. All right. 
So you're dating a girl and she wants to jump in bed on the first date. Well, okay, that's called fornication. All right, the Bible calls that fornication. Fornication is intercourse between two consenting adults who are not married to each other. Now, now listen, do you understand where STDs come from? Sexual transmitted diseases? Do you under, do you, has anyone ever told you how you get a sexually transmitted disease? Here it is. Okay, now this is fascinating because you, you got to ask the question, why did God say don't commit adultery? Now, why didn't God just say, go out and commit all the adultery that you want? You know, there was a, something called the Wicked Bible. It was a misprint. A couple thousand went out and they burned most of them, but a few got loose. And it said in the uh, <clears throat> Seventh Commandment, it said, you shall commit adultery. It was referred to as the Wicked Bible. You can only imagine how much that would be worth if you had one of those, but they burned most of them. But anyway, the Wicked Bible, because it was a misprint and it said, you shall commit adultery. Now, why didn't God just say, you shall commit a, go, go out and commit all the adultery? Well, it's like somebody's got a Bible that says that. Evidently, that's what they're hearing in church. I don't know, because of our sexually promiscuous society in which we live in, where adultery is the hallmark of our nation. But why? Why, why did God say, did he say it because he doesn't want us to have any fun? All right. Now, consider this. They say that there are, and I'm going to, the only word I know how to use, bugs <laughs> inside of us that can be transmitted between husband and wife in sexual intercourse, back and forth, back and forth, and nothing happens. Nothing happens. But when those bugs are transferred back and forth with multiple partner, this partner, that person, this person over here, that person, blah, 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 that these bugs divide and conquer, they mutate, divide and conquer, and, and that's where STDs come from. Okay? So we come back to, well, why? Now, did God know this? Did God know this? Well, of course he knew this. And this is one of the reasons God says, be faithful in marriage, do not commit adultery. Don't be jumping in bed after bed of this guy, that guy, this woman, that woman, all over the place, because you're going to kill yourself. That's why he said don't do it. Now, Galatians 5 and verse 21 talks about, it says people, it's referring to people that do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God of God. And these things are adultery and fornication. You're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. That's what your Bible says. Now I didn't say you couldn't go to church. I didn't say you couldn't sing and play songs and sing about Jesus and how much you love the Lord and just can't get enough of Jesus and can't get enough of church and just oh and it wonderful to know the Lord and I just love the Lord love Jesus so much. You can do all that. What I'm saying is people that do these things, fornication, adultery, they're not going to be in the kingdom, kingdom of God. That's what your Bible says. All right, let's continue on. <clears throat> Proverbs, we're talking about how to find a good woman. Okay, how does a man find a good woman? Proverbs 31, verse 13. She seeketh wool and flax and, and worketh willingly with her hands. She's like the merchant ships. and She brings her food from afar. She rises also while it is yet night and gives meat to her husband and a portion to her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. Okay, how to find a good woman. She rises also while it is yet night. Here's a woman up before the sun comes up. She's not a lazy woman. This, this listen, if you're a man and you're a hard worker, if you hook up with a lazy woman, 
you, you're going to wish you were, that marriage was over with very quickly. And believe me, now when I married my wife, I knew she was a hard worker. She was a tobacco farmer. She would work out in the hot sun all day long. She had a beautiful tan. She still has a beautiful tan. But, but you know, and, and tobacco is nasty work. I mean, you got this gook and grime all over you, and it's 100 degrees out, out in those fields. And so I knew before I ever married her, she was a hard worker. And I, you know, she's not afraid to get your hands dirty. That's what you, you know, are you afraid to get your hands? Are you a hard worker? You want to ask something like, what do you do all day long? You know? What do you do all day long? You know? Click, 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 click. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think some girls, all they do is take pictures of themselves all day long. You know, I, it was on Facebook. There was a girl, a chubby girl, who was taking pictures of herself in bra and panties. And I don't know how that came into my feed. I really don't know that one. but. But it was like, why? Why? It's like, okay, I'm naked. I got a camera. I got the internet. Those three must go together. I'll put it, oh yeah. Okay, what do you do all day long? You want to ask that question? What do you do all day long? Okay, she considers how to find a good woman. She considers a field and buys it. We're talking about here running a business. We're talking about a business owner here. This is not just barefoot and pregnant, okay? Here's a, there's a lot of women who know how to make money a lot better than men. Okay, it's good to hook up with one of those, you know, because they know how to make money. I was, we did a job, construction work for a man and woman, nice couple, beautiful home, three beautiful children, and they, they it, was a, it was a different situation, but I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, she had an excellent job, made a big amount of money. His job, wouldn't even pay for the babysitter. You know, he, he didn't have a job making that much money. Now, he was not a lazy man. He just, his job never paid that much. And so they decided he would become a, uh, he would become a stay-home dad and take care of the children. She would be the breadwinner. She would, now, I know in our stereotype type of society, oh no, the man's gotta be the breadwinner. Okay, <clears throat> I'm saying if you both agree to it, it's okay. It, it worked fine. The dad was there for the children. He was always doing things. He was working around the house. He'd keep the house nice. He was always doing things with the children. They had a very close relationship, but she had an excellent paying job. And it made no sense for him to work just to pay for a babysitter. So that's what they worked out. And I'm saying if you can work it out and you all agree on it, it's okay. It's okay. And I know that may go contrary to what you've heard and been taught, but I think it's okay. Okay, how to find a good woman. Proverbs 31 and verse 20. She stretches out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. Now, okay, this is a compassionate woman. It's not all about me. You know, here, here's a woman you, that can get her mind off herself for three minutes to serve others. Because you see, here, here's the thing. Compassion, okay. Compassionate, serves others. A great marriage consists of two servants. It really does. It just consists of two servants. Now, I know we probably don't like that word, but that's what you are. I'm a servant. My wife is a servant. In school, you know, they used to teach in school homemaking class. They taught women how to sew, how to cook. Now, that's a novel idea, right? How to cook. Wow. You know. Okay, you're dating a girl, can't boil water. All right. 
Uh, all right. They would teach in the homemaking class. They would, they would, back then, and this has been 30 or 40 years ago since I've been in school, but my wife was reminding me of this, that they would take an egg, a little egg, egg and carry it around all day long and be careful not to break it. It was teaching the women how to take care of a baby. It was like a little baby egg or whatever. You had to carry it around all day at school and be careful, take care of it, don't break it, teaching you how to take care of a baby. Man. This is some good stuff back then. How to balance a checkbook, let's say. Now, that's probably another class, but that's an important thing. And now, why? Why were these things taught back then? Well, because you're going to serve somebody. That's why. That's because a great marriage consists of two servants. I took in class, I took agriculture. And boy, did I, I, I love this stuff. I, I learned how to arc well arc weld. I learned how to use gas, you know, settling oxygen, how to get, w cut metal, blacksmith shop, how to beat metal into certain shapes, mechanical work, uh, planting crops, uh, gardening, valuable. You know, I, I think in school that they need to teach the basics. They need to teach basic automobile. You know, how to change a flat tire, for pity's sake. How to check your oil the basics of how the engine works, how to change a fuse, you know, whatever. They should teach that because it's critical information. But why would you teach this? Because you're going to serve somebody. That's why, you know, it's like that song, you're going to have to serve somebody. It was so true. In a great marriage, you serve. You're two servants. All right. <clears throat> how to find a good woman. Proverbs 31 and verse 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Now, I like this, the law of kindness. Man, that's such a turn on, you know, kindness. Not harsh, loud, obnoxious. You ever met girls like that? They're just loud and they just, they're like fingernails on a blackboard. You want to run from those people. You're looking for quietness. Yeah, quietness for me, you know, me and my wife, our first date, we didn't say two words, you know, but neither one of us talk a lot. But I tell you, there's a connection there. You know, we can take a trip. We don't talk a lot. We can go on vacation, drive for five or six hours. We won't, we won't talk a lot, but there's a closeness. There's a connection. It's almost spiritual. There's a connection that we have toward one another. Um, okay, how to find a good woman. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Okay, her children... Her children call her parent, call her blessed, calls her parents blessed. Now, this is what you want. Don't overlook this. You want to look at the girl that you're dating. You want to look at and you say, okay, what's the relationship between her and her father and mother? This is critical to look at. Now, if she will have nothing to do with her father or her mother, that's a huge red flag that you want to look at. Now, there, yeah, there, in dysfunctional family systems, there may be abuse. Maybe the father was abusive. Maybe the, maybe the father was sexually abusive. And so she's cut him out of, out of her life. Okay, that I understand. But you need to inquire about this. In other words, if she will say, well, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with my mother because my mother hurt my feelings. She said something hurt my... Okay, that's petty. That's small-minded. There needs to be reconciliation there. Okay, so you want to look at this. What, what, what's your relationship? This girl that I'm dating, what's, their, what's her relationship with father and mother? Does she call her parents blessed is the point. You know, someone said that we send our daughters out protected by father's love. And, and one of the things that creates promiscuous women is that they're searching 
for a father's love that they never have. They're in search of a father's love. And I want to offer you something here. It's entitled, The Gift of Sex Distorted. The Gift of Sex Distorted. And uh, it's a great magazine. Today's fornication, tomorrow's murder. I mean, this is some hard-hitting information. Probably something good to have on a coffee table. So your children can see it, by the way. A woman's second chance at motherhood. What about all those aborted children? Will they ever have another chance? Will they ever have the first chance for salvation? This, this article will, will answer that. Um, you shall not commit adultery is another article. The full-hearted father. Be, you know, fathers that just don't teach their son right. Probably talks about the double standard. In search of a father's love. Powerful article. Articles about pornography. The harlot's heart. A woman's view of pornography. Desensitized hormones. How our society does just that. We become desensitized. All right. History of pornography. The adultery nobody sees. Is homosexuality a worse sin than others? Powerful. Powerful. Uh, lifestyles are not a civil right. You need to order that. I'll send that to you free of charge. Won't sell your name to a mailing list. You order that, won't beg you for money either. It's free. I'll send that to you. It will be yours. And that's the last you hear from me. Be sure and order that. Powerful. Powerful. It is needed for such a time as this. The gift of sex distorted, screwed up, messed up totally in our society. All right, Proverbs 31 and verse 30, how to find a good woman. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. You know, most guys, it's all about the physical attraction. But here's the thing. You're looking for a woman that fears God. And there's a big, you know, a woman that, that fears God and has confidence. You know, often... There is something that I'm seeing among a lot of women is that women are lacking confidence. They don't have any confidence in them. And men too, men too, basically men and women. They don't have any confidence. You know, a woman that gives her body away on the first date for sex has zero confidence in herself. And some of the things I'm seeing is, number one, no confidence in their body. You know, their body, they, they don't have any confidence in their body. You know, if they're, if they're small-breasted, they wish they were big-breasted. If they're, if they're skinny, they, you know, they, they wish they could gain some weight. If they're a little bit chubby, they wish they could lose some weight. If, if they're blonde, they want to be brunette. If they're brown, they want to be blonde. You know, just, just never content or satisfied. No confidence in their bodies. Are you one of these women that have to be told, have to have someone telling you you're beautiful 24-7? Well, you shouldn't, but you should have confidence in who and what you are. I, uh, Psalms 139 and verse 14, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. You are just the way you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Now look, if you're overweight, if you can, all right, try to lose some weight. There's all kinds of stuff out, all kinds of programs they will send you meals to your doorstep consisting and I think this is what it takes to lose weight consisting of the right fats carbohydrates and a protein you got to get that balance right before you can lose weight but they'll send it to your doorstep I mean there's all kinds of programs out there now if you can't lose the weight look don't worry about it don't worry about it. discontentment of your body comes from the pit of hell 
You know, the, and it's, it has to do with all the comparison, the TV ads, the glamour magazines, the movies, the exercise magazines. Satan's sales pitch is that you should not be satisfied with your body. All right, we're confidence in who you are. Not confidence because you are a woman, or I'm a man, I got this confidence. I'm not talking about that. You know, I am woman, hear me roar. No, but confidence because of what you are and what you will or will not stand for. If you're hanging out with a bunch of girls that want to make a fool of themselves, you don't stand for that. Confidence. A woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. And there's a big difference between fearing God and being religious. You know, I, I would say run from the religious woman or, you know, can't get enough of church. But there's a difference between religion and fearing God. Fearing God is doing what God says to do. Yeah, you want a woman that fears God who will do what God says to do. There's one more issue I want to talk about, and that is often you see with couples today, well, let's just live together and see if this thing works out. Let me give you some statistics here. Out of 100% of people living together, 40% will break up before marriage. Out of the 60% left who do get married, 45% will end up getting a divorce. That leaves 15% intact marriages. Someone put it this way, cohabiting is training for divorce. And really, what you can, when I see people living together, it's like, okay, two losers with zero confidence in themselves. I mean, think about it. The guy, now I know that's harsh, but I don't know any other way to put it across. The guy says, look, I lack such confidence in myself and in you that I have zero commitment for you. If the grass is greener, once the grass is greener on the other side, I am out of here. Zero confidence. And the woman says, okay, that's fine with me. Yeah, two losers with zero confidence. How to find a good woman. I hope this helps. I hope what I have given you today helps in doing just that, how to find a good woman. Now, once you do find each other, let me have one more bit of advice. Once you do find each other, work on your relationship with God. Let's say God is in the center right here. Okay, imagine that. God's right in the middle. As you work on your relationship with God, husband and wife right here, husband and wife, man and woman. Okay, as you work on your relationship with God, as you get closer and closer to God, you get closer and closer to one another and you will have a blessed relationship and you can find that perfect mate. It takes some work, it takes some effort, yes, but you can do it. I'm David Freeman and that's what's really in your Bible. If you would like a free DVD recording of this program that you can share with friends and loved ones, write to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia. 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. And be sure to mention the title of this program. This program has been paid for by the tithes and offerings of the Church of God Rocky Mount and friends of this ministry. If you have been challenged by listening to this program, then consider that a great blessing. You can visit us on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.net. It is the support of people like you that make this ministry possible. If you have been blessed by this understanding given to you today, then consider making a donation by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 
27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151.